Welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Simon. I'm Stuart. We're both property people running our own businesses. This podcast is just us chatting, as we often do about anything and everything property. This week, we're going to continue, hopefully, finish, maybe even, start, our discussion. Start even. <laughs> well, no, we, we sort of started it. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to talk about uh, property training and, and some of our experiences with it. Um, but before we do, just quickly, if you're enjoying this podcast and this episode, please do tell someone else about it who, who you think would enjoy it as well. That's our, our one ask for, for this week. Now, let's get on with interrogating you, Stuart, about your property training experiences. So you, you have actually been to a paid train training course, haven't you? What, what was that like and, and what did I you have. cover? Yeah, I have. It was... I'll name it. It was Property Protégé. It was the guys in Scotland. And I would have to say it is very, very professionally run. And in terms of value for money, I certainly felt that it was value for money. It was, um, I believe it was four days uh, in a in a hotel conference room that we paid for. And it, they were full days. As everyone says, the, the networking side of things was was really good too. You get to meet a lot of people. And in terms of content, it was very good. So my experience was a positive one. I've also experienced some other training, but it was more around mentorship and group training. I think the reason you and I talk about this is because there is a lot of training available. There's a lot of property people that purport to be very successful in property and as you and I kind of agree property is one of these things where you probably learn the most and I say probably I think most definitely learn the most through taking the actions but I do understand because I did it myself I do understand why we take training because a we don't want to get things wrong because properties are quite an expensive business. And number two, we think there might be things that we don't know that may unlock the door to riches a lot quicker than than if we just tried it on our own. Yep, indeed. I, I think a lot of people are sucked into property courses or the, the bigger, I say bigger actually, the, the bolder property courses under a, a get rich quick sort of temptation but yes once you move past that as you say i think the thing people are mostly looking for is sort of the the inner secrets that that mm. nugget of information that will will help push you ahead of other people yeah on your particular training that you you went to you said the the networking was quite good because there were a number of other people there how how many people were in attendance roughly roughly about 30 okay so that's quite a manageable number and um, was it just one trainer covering you or no so there were there were multiple so i would say three or four mm. it was it was good in terms of the days were split so they did a lot of work on mindset and this this seems to be a model that a lot of people follow i think what i've seen in my years in property now is that there's a lot of people that come into property may do a property or two and then look to commercializing property, in inverted commas, knowledge and training. And what I've also seen is there are some people that 
probably don't have the depth of knowledge and experience that they are that, are, that they are trying to train in. However, the the course that I went on, I would say it was quite clear. Obviously, like a property, you do your due diligence, and it was clear that these people do know what they're doing, have a lot of experience doing it, and learnt it. That the challenge for me was I wasn't completely aware that it would really centre around deal sourcing, and and this is this is a couple of years ago by by the way now, and deal sourcing has just gone on to become the strategy that a lot of people are putting out there and you know it just goes on cycle doesn't it is, is it serviced accommodation is it hmo is it deal sourcing so by deal sourcing you're you're saying they weren't particularly teaching you how to source deals for yourself so much but as in how you could make a deal sourcing business to find deals and wrap them up and provide them to others yes in mm-hmm. in a in a word yes but i guess it the, the deal sourcing model is essentially you are going out to find those deals. Of course, you can then choose to keep them yourself or package them up and sell them on. Yeah. And it was good for me to see how that operates, but that's not how I wanted to go about it. And I can see how that strategy would work for people. I'm quite glad I did the course because it was good to see these people firsthand. It, it was a very reasonable price for the, like I say, the four days. It wasn't, dare I say, the PPN sort of model of 10K plus for you know a day's training or you know, anything like that. The thing is, there are so many courses out there, but even in the, the, the purchase that I've done, this, you know, the flat in Croydon, I would say I've learned more in the year and a half on that than, than any amount of training. And, and yes, it's probably cost me a significant amount of money, but, that, but, but it's learning. Uh, I've only never, right now, once, yeah. once you... Once you've sold it, then it would have made you money rather than cost you money. So, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it's touch and go. <laughs> I'm sure it will. <laughs> um, and e- even if it doesn't make um, a great deal of money, um, you hopefully won't lose money on it at least. And so you've you've gained that knowledge and that experience and that training. Yeah. Effectively for free. I mean, of course, it's actually cost you a whole heap of time and hassle and stress, but. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, not not too much in the way of money, hopefully. Yeah. So on on money, just just a ballpark. How much did your your training cost you? It was around three and a half k. Okay. And how did you find this course? Did you did you go to a webinar with a, a big upsell at the end, or or did you find it through contacts, or did you just search online, or how did you arrive at this particular course? Well, I imagine people get there in all sorts of different ways, but I got there via, they have a podcast actually, and one that still goes. But like all good marketeers, they've got a number of funnels that, that you'll get them through. Marketing, link, uh, sorry, Facebook, LinkedIn, or any other sort of marketing podcast and so on and so forth. So they've got a lot of that. And I think they built a lot of credibility with me via the podcast because I'd listened to them for a number of weeks, months prior to that. And are clearly very good at what they do in terms of the marketing sense. But for me, they also had the, the, the backup of the technical knowledge. And I would say that there were a couple of pieces of information in the course that definitely opened my eyes to how things could be done differently. It's not something I necessarily need to apply to, but what it did get me to think about 
was approaching property purchasing, property business in a much more creative, dynamic way rather than a very sort of static way. But again, you can get that from books. You know, I've I've had I've read books that are very clear on it. There's one book, I believe it's the Property Entrepreneur, something like that. And again, I believe he's in their network actually, which talks about all the different strategies you can have. The the thing is, there's there's multiple strategies you can go at. You and I have talked about it before. I mean, ultimately, it boils down to there's only three options really. You can you can buy, or you can lease for example, and then from there, you know, the, it cascades out. You know, you can buy flip, you can buy hold, et cetera, et cetera. So I think this course really just opened my eyes to the myriad of ways that we could approach it. Looking back and reflecting on it, I think a lot of it is not is stuff that most of us would know. You know, there's an element of it where it's talking about finding a property, you know, finding a property on right move where you're literally – taken through right move and searching for a property and looking for a deal in inverted commas which most of us could do now there'll be some people that can't do that so i mean the question i've got in my head is if i was listening to this is well should i do a course or not and you know this is something that comes up quite a lot and i think the answer is it would depend on for me this is this is my view and because you hear your view i think clearly like we said you'd have to do due diligence and fight for me it's about understanding what it is you want to get from training that and and thinking about your outcomes because if you have some capital you know for me three and a half k was was probably the limit of what i would have invested in that sort of training and like i say the location of where it was that the you know, the surrounding and in terms of being in a, a hotel room for four days, I can imagine that a lot of their costs would have been taken up in that. So it felt to me that we were getting a good exchange for value. So that was the first thing for me. And then secondly was, am I getting value from the content? And I would say value from the content re- now reflecting on it was was good. And I'd put that as a seven out of 10. Having been in the the game for a bit longer, I now think, I think I needed to cross it off. I think that's how I approached it. I thought I need to do a training and I need to do it with someone that I think is reputable. And I believe these guys are reputable. They still exist and you can still find them on podcasts and on, they're all over Facebook and LinkedIn. And I think for them, they have to maintain a certain level of credibility. And what I liked about their model, and I've seen this in other businesses, but their model was to give you so much value that you wouldn't question what you got. So I now know that when you go to them, they give even more value than I got. You know, you get all sorts of things when you first sit down, you'll get a box of gifts and this kind of thing. So you feel like you're really getting treated. And I think that makes a difference because it, for me, it shows that they're a business that cares about what you think. Overall, though, I think if I were to think about deal sourcing, there wasn't much more in that course than I wouldn't have thought about doing myself had I had the confidence just to go and do it. So, for example, deal sourcing, what ways can you think of to get an off-market deal? You'd probably, if you thought about it, you'd, you'd, you'd know the answer. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any real secrets in that sort of thing. You, you can, I mean, e- even if you can't think them up yourself, you can go online and a few searches later, you'll be able to find a, a few good tactics to get you started. Yeah. But... Go, going to a an organized structured course, I think 
as long as it's well run and, and as you say, reputable, can be a good way to put in some foundations and to pack a lot of information into a relatively short amount of time. Exactly, exactly. So I think it's the quite possibly the sort of money versus time trade-off. If you are happy spending extra time learning as you go or reading online, watching YouTube videos or whatever else it is you, you do to find other sources of information, then that's great. But if you don't want to spend that research time, you can pay for a, a good structured course to uh, to have brought all of that information together in a package for you. Yeah. And I think the mindset, again, thinking about the outcomes that you want, don't don't go to a course thinking, I'll finish this course and I'll be a millionaire in 90 days. Because that is not whether it's not your experience or it's not and it's not my experience. Now there can be models out there, but that's not going to happen. Property is a long-term game. And we've talked about that on a podcast previously. I think it's even been one of our episode titles. Yes. It has, yeah. <laughs> The other thing I would say about this course, so originally what I paid for, I think it was the, whatever the shorter version was. So it was a three month deal. So you have kind of what is the big kickoff, then you're part of the group, which is a a mentorship. You get a weekly Zoom call. That's the other thing with a couple of the guys from the course that ran the course. So you can ask them those questions and that's for a three month. So I went on that as a three month deal. When we got there, they said, anyone that signed up for a three month, we're just going to give you the year. And, and again, that added value to what I perceived because I, I had sat down, I've done my numbers, I've done my due diligence and I was more than happy to sign up for three months. Yet I came away with a year. So again, that showed me a sort of level of credibility from these guys that they were doing whatever they could to make sure you came out of this with a positive feeling. And that is a very much more professional approach than I've seen in other circles. That's quite the opposite of, of many things where you, you go along for a short period, they tell you almost nothing and, and hit you with a big upsell at the end. Um, yeah. These guys seem to do kind of the opposite. Yeah. Sell you, sell you on, on a particular thing and then uh, you turn up and they, they give you extra bonuses. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of an old stereophonics album, just enough education to perform. It'll, It'll give you just enough information so that you feel like you've got some knowledge, but then there's just this little gap where you think, oh, I should just know that bit more, and that's the bit you, you go to the back and sign up for. this. And they were very clear on it. Now, don't get me wrong. They do have a funnel. They have a very <laughs> clear funnel, and there is a ladder up which you go. I was very clear, and and as mentioned on, my last, on the last podcast, I'm very clear that once my mind's set in my values, that's where it stops. And I said to myself, this is what I'm signing up to. This is what I want. I shan't be signing up for anything else. There was there was upsell towards the end of that weekend. It wasn't, I wouldn't say it was a hard one. It wasn't uh, all afternoon, but there was upsell. And, but they also had like an annual event where you go and you meet up. So you, you fly up to, to Scotland and, and that was really good. So it was an annual event. And that was just, all I paid for was the, the trip up there. and. And I thought it was just going to be a gathering of all of the attendees to the training, which it was. And they, they served up food. I think we paid a nominal fee for whatever it was, but it was it certainly wasn't that it wasn't money that they were trying to I don't think they were trying to make money from it. Let me put it that way. So it covered a you know food. And it was great to be networking again. They had two days. The second so I could only make one day because of 
child arrangements and whatnot. But the, the second day I kind of watched it on video, that was a sales day. However, they were still providing value. So it was you've you got one day where actually they're just more training, but they didn't tell us they were doing that. They just gave us more value. And then the second day it was, you know, you can now join this mentorship group. So you've then got the platinum and so on. So there were upsells. So I'd always say to people as well, be really clear on what it is you want. There were, and I'm not saying people wouldn't get value from that. I know other people would have done. And I know p- people that did sign up to it and they were more than happy. But it's whatever you want, because I think the mentorship side was good. So it was good to have a resource once a week. It just happened it was at a time where I was always engaged on family stuff. But every now and again, I could phone in and say, right, I've got this challenge this week. And you'd have the other members of the course, plus the, 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 the who was in the mentor role, giving you some feedback. So it was, so it was very good. I think... And I think, you know, your network grows, you know, you and I know each other and you meet other people in property. So there's, there's always that availability. Like you said, it's really about, are you trying to expedite knowledge, in which case you can do that? You can expedite your knowledge. And also, is it the knowledge you need? Be really clear. If you're going to go onto a service accommodation course or a course about HMOs, is that going to be the model you want to go on? Or is it just because it sounds really new and interesting because they've done such a great job marketing HMO or serviced accommodation that you think that's the one to sign up for when you come away from it. And actually what you really want is just to buy a few buy to lets. Mm. That's the thing. Yeah. And I suppose the, the trick there is knowing that information before you've been to the training, which is potentially going to help educate you around whether or not you want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the, the cases you need to put in a little bit of due diligence, a little bit of research, even if you're, you don't have enough time to go away and learn everything that you would learn in one of these courses you need at least to to do a bit of learning in advance to work out mm. roughly where you 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 may want to or, or roughly which path you may want to follow yeah as you say there there are many different paths in property and they they involve wildly different um amounts of, of effort apart from anything else and and financial requirements and whatever else as well yeah I have also paid for mentorship and I've paid for mentorship from people that were doing things in business that I respected and not just respected, but they have a model. And I've had both mentors in property and I've had mentors in business, just generic business. And I would say that there is there is definitely value there. For me, mentoring is about having access to someone that has the knowledge and experience of things that I don't yet. Whereas coaching, so if you've got someone in property coaching, they might have no experience. So you might have a a coach in property that says, yeah, I can help you with HMOs, that doesn't own an HMO. Whereas for me, mentorship is about someone that has been there and done it. And so I'd be very clear on that. And I've had mentors that I would say I've had for a short period of time where I had one business mentor where Quite honestly, as arrogant as this sound, within two sort of mentorships, I thought he's not, he has, doesn't have the, the knowledge that I need because I feel like I already know, not, not more because he's got, he had a successful business, but he didn't have knowledge in the right areas. Let's just say that. Yeah, exactly. If you're finding a mentor, you've got to find the right mentor. You've got to find a, a match for, again, where you're wanting to head. Yeah. It's for me, a mentor is someone that can just shine a torch. She's a bit further down the road. So, so that would also be about 
having a meeting up front and having that conversation. And my guidance to anyone looking for mentorship would be have that meeting, but you don't do most of the talking. They should do most of the talking and you should be asking the questions because if you're the one doing the talking, what all that's going to happen is they're going to be able to put their response around what you're saying and say, yeah, I can help you with that. Whereas actually you need to find out if it's, I need to understand how to set up commercial agreements because I'm going to do commercial to resi, then those are the questions you'll be asking and getting those answers. Or if it's about HMOs, what experience do you have with HMOs? How many do you have or how many have you had? So make sure you're getting that information because I think in summary, I would just say that these things are can be valuable. There's so many around, though, you have got to be careful. There are some really good resources, which you'll, you'll know better about. You spend more time on that. But like Property Tribes, for example, is a great resource for just punching in a name, punching in a course, getting some honest reviews. Yeah. Yeah. So Pro- Property Tribes is a, uh, a forum, um, landlord and property sort of, sort of forum. And yeah, as you say, it's, it's very good for having pretty frank and, and honest um, opinions shared. Yeah. Great great place to go and search if you're curious about a course or a, a trainer. Yeah, and I mentioned that because there were you know, there have been a couple mentioned very recently about particular individuals that have offered mentorship and haven't been honest and money's disappeared. And when people I mean I think some of these people have been taking tens of thousands of pounds, close to six figures sometimes. And th- this is where I think you and I come from it's in the place of you know for me three and a half k was three and a half k you know i could i ring fence that i knew i was i was buying at the time of the course i was still buying properties it was just i wanted to see if there were any other options available when it came to deal sourcing and it and essentially i learned that there weren't but however there were better ways of potentially structuring and packaging the offers that i made and that was the learning but there are other people that for these tens of thousands of pounds would and take your money and then they'd go off and offer to do a deal and people have lost that sort of money so where we come from is that for me if i had 50k to invest i wouldn't be thinking about mentorship or a course i'd be thinking about what is it i'm interested in doing and what properties can i buy and then hook in with people at in in property circles just to speak with them about your thoughts because you'll learn you'll learn a hell of a lot more than then you might do by potentially putting it into a, a course yeah in, in normal times at this point i would recommend finding a, a local landlord group or mm. um meeting but of course they're they're in rather short supply at the moment there are some that are around that have gone gone virtual and are meeting online but uh but if you can't find a, a local community that you can, can physically attend and, and get to know people online forums there there are numerous ones around and they're they're often a a good substitute for the time being where you can ask questions and, and get feedback and have suggestions on on different uh tactics approaches or, or problems yeah and it's not that there's an issue with paying for stuff i think for me i believe that and this is why i ended up paying because i believe that there is a shared value there you know there has to be crossing over a value like you know if i spend money and the information i get back i'm a more likely to use it but and b i'm more likely to trust it however there are a lot of free resources available we know property hub provides a lot of stuff for free 
There are books, you know, I've mentioned one of them, but there are a lot of books in the property space. Again, there are some absolutely awful books. And I bought one of them about HMOs. It, you might as well have just it, just taken an A4 sheet of paper and screwed it up and th- thrown it in the bin for all it was worth. And it took me took me all of several minutes to read it and there was absolutely no detail in it whatsoever. So, but you'll, you'll know that when you read it because we, we all have our radars. So it's not, it's not that we're averse to paying money because there is, there is, it is, is sometimes worth it. However, there is a lot of value you can get out there for free before you think about doing that as well. Yeah, I would suggest that when you are looking at paid resources, paid training or mentorship or what have you, it's always worth trying to do a, a quick uh, calculation for yourself, as in, does what they're providing have some correlation with with the cost so for example for you you're paying two and a half thousand but within that you got four days worth of training did that include accommodation as well or was it just the no. food and stuff during the day and things yeah okay, so just, just food and stuff during the day and you can sort of split that out and there were there were four trainers on site and things so you you, there's, you had a reasonable amount of sort of basic services provided to you from that money regardless of the actual knowledge exactly uh, some tangible tangible yeah right and sort of in contrast there are some property trainers out there as you say will charge ten thousand plus and and that's for something that's very intangible perhaps some online videos and um group online meetings and things which which can be valuable but probably not that valuable um, and I think it's really sort of just trying to match the price with what you're getting and say, is is this sensible or is this profiteering really? Yeah. And the final tip for me on that is something I did with with the mentors as well. Not the most recent one because he's got he had he's got quite a big name in property and you know, I spoke with him a couple of times, but it's, I spoke with previous mentees of people that I'd worked with and just said uh, when I had the initial conversation, asked the questions in terms of the due diligence, and then said, "Could you give me a couple of me- current mentees or previous mentees that I can have a quick chat with?" And I'd have a quick chat with one, make sure I was comfortable. And by that stage, you're 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 almost bought in. But for me, it was just that final bit of peace of mind, so I can say, "Well, look, I I've done whatever I could. I've spoken with someone. And they said, look, he's reputable. He's really helped me on my journey, and I wouldn't hesitate to." to recommend him and that was someone that was independent so so yeah personal recommendations are certainly certainly a good way to validate um uncertainties um i think the the other big warning sign i i'd suggest looking out for is any trainer or training course that suggests going into debt for the training and i know mm. there are certainly ones out there that that suggest um just put this training on your credit card because in a few weeks or months, you'll have made it back and paid it off and no problem at all. But yeah, don't don't go into debt for training. Certainly not thousands of pounds into debt for training. If you can't afford the training cost upfront in real money, then put time in instead. Look for the free resources, buy a book or two perhaps. But yeah, don't, don't go into debt for training. I, I would definitely be wary of, of that and suggest anyone steer clear. Yeah, it, it is a tactic, and I've seen it in the courses that I've been at as well. And I think sometimes it's not as overt 
as that, they will drop into the conversation that they had to do whatever it took. Because because even on the more reputable ones, there is still this promise of great wealth. Why do we get interested in property? Because it's a way out, isn't it? It's a way out from our daily life. It's It offers untold riches. We heard of the stories of property doubling every 10 years. There's cash flow. It's so good that we want it and we want it now. We want to get away. And I've heard people talk about this in a real covert way, just said, oh, my journey, you know, I was in debt, but I had to get in debt to get there. And of course, all that's doing is sowing the seed in your mind that, oh, to get where I need to get, I just need to spend that money now. And I think, you know, Simon's advice is absolutely the right advice. I, I just caught myself there. I feel like this is turning into a party political broadcast. So I've just stopped myself <laughs> from going any further. But just be careful out there. That's what we're saying. Be careful. Yep. Um, we're, we're not anti-training and we're not anti-spending money on training, but we are definitely pro due diligence. 100%. Put some time and effort into checking before you do something, whether that's buying a property or buying training for property. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, check first. As always. I think we're out of time, aren't we? I believe we are. So with that in mind, I will once again say, if you've been enjoying this episode and our podcast generally, please let someone know about it who you think would enjoy it as well. And other than that, you can find show notes and links to anything relevant we've mentioned at thebusinessofproperty.com. And we will talk to you again next week. See you next time.